At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome, everyone, to the SI Media Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Trana. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. We have Joel Klatt from Fox Sports on. Had a great conversation with Joel about being Fox's lead college football analyst. And uh, we talk about a little bit about the season, Gus's process for broadcasting, whether he likes doing blowout games, um, working with Gus Johnson, and uh, the hardest thing about his job. So, and whether he's competitive with other analysts and um, if he sometimes doesn't like listening to other analysts. So that was enjoyable there with Joel. Just a reminder, last week we had Ben Strauss on from the Washington Post to talk about some sports media news items. And Sean Grandy, the play-by-play man of the Celtics radio team, he was on to talk about old-school 80s wrestling. If you're a wrestling fan, you you definitely want to check that out because uh, we had some fun reminiscing. So that's all in the archives. Uh Make sure you subscribe, and if you can rate and review on Apple iTunes, it's huge and uh, greatly appreciated. All right, let's get right into this week's episode of the SI Media Podcast with Joel Klatt from Fox Sports. This episode of the SI Media Podcast is sponsored by Health IQ. Do these things apply to you right here? Average eight hours of sleep per night? Check. Eat a quality plant-based diet? Check. Exercise four more times per week? Check. Basically, you're doing everything right to ensure that you live a long life. Isn't it time you be financially rewarded for your commitment to a healthy lifestyle? Introducing Health IQ. Health IQ uses science and data to secure lower rates for people like you on their life insurance. If you're a runner or a cyclist or you're into CrossFit or another type of athlete, even a committed weekend warrior, if you're a vegetarian or vegan, then you deserve to be rewarded for your hard work with more affordable life insurance rates. Health IQ can save you up to 41% because physically active people have significantly lower risks for heart disease, cancer, and diabetes. And Health IQ is not just a lead generator. They take the customer through the entire process of applying, and the policy is underwritten by one of our top insurance partners. But these savings are exclusive to Health IQ. You will not find them anywhere else, and you must qualify to get a special rate. To see if you qualify for that special rate, just go to healthiq.com slash media to take the proprietary Health IQ quiz. Depending on your score, as well as other related qualifying factors, you can save up to 41% on your life insurance premiums compared to other providers. Again, that's healthiq.com slash media to let you know we and let them know we sent you and start the process with the Health IQ quiz. There's no commitment, and you'll learn even more about potential opportunities to be rewarded for your commitment to living healthy. One more time, that's healthiq.com slash media. All right, joining me now, Fox Sports lead college football analyst, Joel Klatt. Joe, Joel, how's it going? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for asking. Appreciate you coming on here. Uh, what? Uh, give me an overall, before we get into uh, some specifics and your role there with Fox and Gus, what's your overall... Uh, sort of summary on the college football season. Good season, okay season, um, exciting, wanting more. What, what, what's your overall take on the season so far? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've loved it candidly. I think that coming into the year, I was I don't know what the right word is, Jimmy. Maybe the right word is concerned that we were headed down a, a stretch where only two teams were going to matter, and you know that was kind of the case. Excuse me, the last couple of years with Clemson and Alabama, and it, and it looked like to begin the year that those teams might be you know, separated out and that we were just, you know, on a collision course for another Clemson, Alabama national championship game. And while both of those, those teams are clearly still really good. um, I I really believe that the emergence of LSU, Joe Burrow, the emergence of, of Ryan day and Ohio state with Justin Fields and Chase young, it's been so good for college football. Um, the emergence of even like, you know, Baylor and Minnesota. I think that's been great for college football. Oregon being kind of a, a West Coast representative, Utah's season. I actually think that there's more depth at the top of college football this year than we've had in past years. So for my seat, that's been incredibly exciting and I think really good for the long-term health of the sport. Yeah. Um, it, it is interesting where, um, you know, LSU is – I don't want to say they come out of nowhere. That's not the phrase at all. But like you said, going into the season, everyone was thinking Bama Clemson and and then Joe Burrow, obviously. There is no chance anyone else wins the Heisman Trophy, right? I I doubt it. I mean, it would have to be something drastic. I will say that one of these Ohio State players is going to have an incredible opportunity on the biggest stages because they're going to face what I would deem as the three best teams in the Big Ten here in the next three consecutive weeks. They've got Penn State this weekend. They've got, obviously, the game uh, next weekend against Michigan, and then they're going to have a Big Ten championship game. That's going to be the the biggest three-game stretch that any team has played all season long. So when you're talking about viewers, every one of those games is going to get 10 million-plus viewers uh, with us, uh, us at Fox. So while, yes, I agree with you, it's going to be really, really difficult to pry that away from Joe Burrow. If they were to stumble in the SEC championship game, and let's say Chase Young or Justin Fields just has like this historic stretch of three games, then maybe, just maybe, you know, it might not go to Burrow. But as of this point, I think uh, Burrow has all but lost. Right. Well, I mean, I I put... Go ahead. Impressive, Jimmy is is. I think he's played himself into potentially the top pick in the draft next spring. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's been unbelievable. Um, one thing I'd say about that, though, I I, I don't I, I think Ohio State though is so superior to those two teams, Penn State and Michigan, who they have left, um, especially Penn State. Um, I I wonder if there's even enough that Chase Young could do, but. I guess there yeah. is. No, I, listen, I, I tend to agree with you. Yeah. Um, the, the, they are, I, it's really staggering how good they are. And, and, and that's not to say, like, I have them number one. I've seen them a lot. I think that they're dominant. If you're just going by resume, LSU has earned the number one ranking. I think there's no problem putting LSU up there. I think Clemson has gotten so much better since that one-point win. But, man, I tell you, Ohio State is is such a good and deep and balanced team that I don't know if any of these teams, even though they are the three best teams in the Big Ten of the next three weeks, I don't know if any of them can provide a challenge. LSU Ohio State would be a phenomenal championship game, and it'd be a little I different mean, without. It would be amazing, yeah. right? With like yeah. Burrow against Ohio State, it's like, come on, can we please get that? That would be that would be. I, I think there's a little Bama fatigue. Clemson's been there, um, you know recent years i think lsu ohio state would uh i think that would really capture the country um i'm curious so with your situation at fox you guys um mainly i know you guys will do a night game here and there for but you mainly do that noon game now fox revamped their strategy this season Uh, it's paid off for them they're they're doing well with that 12 o'clock game um as an announcer do you have a preference on it's a it's a weird question, but I am curious. Do you have a preference on what time? Like, would you prefer calling an eight o'clock game Eastern, or is twelve o'clock too early? You're fine with it. What's how for an announcer? What's the uh, what's the mindset? That's there? a great question. I <clears throat> it's it's a lot the same for me as as it was as a player. I really 
I don't enjoy sitting around the hotel all day right? and, and waiting for the game. So while listen, and, but it, I will say like the environment of a primetime game, you know, under the lights, th- there is more energy in the stadium. There's, there's no doubt. So from that standpoint, those, those are better. Uh, the noon strategy has worked out really well for us. I happen to selfishly love it because one, I get to get up and get there right away. You know, it's just right. kind of like, let's go, let's get the, the day of college football uh, kicked off. And then another thing that it affords me is it affords me the opportunity to, I think, watch more throughout the day and, and stay tuned with more things throughout the day and really understand what's going on. Because as much as you can watch football before your game, um, let's say if you have a primetime game, mm-hmm. you're always kind of still prepping, mm-hmm. you know? And so you're kind of watching out of one eye, if you will. Whereas after the game at noon, I can really divert a lot of my attention, if not all of my attention to those games um, that I'm watching and following during the course of the day. And then right. lastly, I'm the father of a seven, five and two year old boy. And I get to wake up on Sunday morning at home and make them pancakes. <laughs> so I got to tell you, like that is, is a priceless fact of what this year has been for me this year. Right. Um, so from that standpoint, I, I got to tell you, I absolutely love it. I know fans are not not thrilled, you know, at times with getting up in, for a noon game. In fact, there was a college student, Jimmy, you'll love this. He, he came up to me. When was it? Last week? Was it last week or the week before? I think it was the week before at Ohio State. And I go down onto the field before the game, and I always try to, you know, at least get in touch with some of the coaches and coordinators, maybe a quarterback or two. And and when I was walking back up, because you just kind of walk back through the concourse over to the elevator to go up to the booth, and <laughs> Jimmy, this kid stopped me, and he was like, "Hey, hey, hey, you know, you're you're Joe Glad, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah," you know. And he's like, "Hey, you know, hey, we we love Fox and everything, but man." My liver cannot keep up with being drunk at eight. Can you guys please kick off at night? <laughs> well, I just died laughing, and I'm like, the honesty yeah. of that kid right there was phenomenal. Something so, tells I me you'd enjoy something, that story. Something tells me with college kids, the livers would be in trouble even if there wasn't a noon game on a Saturday. But uh, you know, if but, I didn't have to go right up to the booth, I'd be like. You mean to tell me you wouldn't be drunk at eight right. if it was a night game? It's like, you know, stop, stop. Right. You know, you're you're gonna get up and get after it anyway. Well, I don't I don't want to put you on the spot here and 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 make you have to maybe say something about your own network because I think they're the ones behind this. But um, I know that it's still in play possibly to have Pac-12 games begin at noon Eastern next year. Um, I would love your take on that, but if you don't want to go there, I understand. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm skeptical. Um, listen, I'll do it. Like, I'll, I'll wake up and, and do it. And and I think if, if you sold it right and it was more of a one-off, maybe it could be a cool thing. And, and part, of, part of this is, like, the thing that drives me crazy, Jimmy, and this is – I think this is a total cop-out on my part. But the thing that drives me crazy is fan bases and schools and coaches and athletic directors – complain all the time it doesn't matter when we kick off it can be noon it can be one it can be two three four five eight it like it doesn't matter they find a problem with it you there is not a kick time that everyone enjoys yeah if it's at night the road team is mad because they don't get home until three in the morning and 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 yet for me at least when i look out to the pac-12 they complain so much about how they're covered, that they're not covered. And then they complain most about kick times of anybody in the country. Right. And so like, if if we were offering a solution, it's like, you know, Hey, what if we featured you? We had our pregame show there and we tried to kick off at eight as crazy as that sounds, you know, at least they would be getting the coverage that they quote unquote, you know, want. Right. Um, having said that, I'm really skeptical that it would happen. Really skeptical. I think that if it happens, it would be Colorado or Utah kicking in the mountain time zone at 10 local and not a West Coast team kicking at nine local. Well, I, I, it, I it will be fascinating to see. I know I had I had a Fox, uh, Mike Mulvihill from Fox on about a month ago. He said it's still in place. So um I would think if Fox does, I mean, this is above your pay grade, but if Fox does it, they're going to want a USC in there or a or an Oregon, I would assume. But we'll we'll see how that plays out next year. It's uh, 
Well, I'm just I'm just saying that uh, you, Ohio State, I believe, visits Oregon next year, and Michigan visits Washington next year. All right, just saying. Right there, you go. Good luck dealing with those students. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll yeah, be amazing. That will be Let's amazing. be honest, right? Like, just don't go to sleep. That's what yeah, I think it I had a, said it that. It is a night game. Like, just right. don't go to sleep. Like, what are we doing? Come I, on. I think You're I in s- college. I said this on this podcast a couple of weeks ago when we I was talking about this with someone else that I think those students will just stay up all night and then go to sleep after the game. That's the way to play it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, and then and then rally for rally for Saturday night. <laughs> just think of it as a Friday night game. That's exactly what'll happen. Um, I'm just curious to go back a second. You talked about your boys seven five and two and being able to, uh, you know, be home on Sunday mornings and make them pancakes. Do you do you watch the NFL all day on Sundays, or do you need a break on Sundays from football? Um, I don't. I do, you know, I, I hang out and we do whatever, you know, my kids want to do. Um, I'm, a, I'm a little footballed out. I DVR a lot of those NFL games. I'm still a big Bronco fan. So, you know, having grown up in Denver. So if, if I can catch the Broncos, I'll, I'll catch them. And then – I, you know, I'm more of like a Thursday night football, Sunday night football type of guy. So right. that that middle of the day window, I, I'll catch a little here and there, but I would much rather get out. We go to the pool. We go to the golf course. My kids love to, to you know, hit the golf ball around. We'll go down to the beach. Um, we try to get outside and just enjoy the day as a family. It is the, is calling the NFL something you'd want to do? Is that a goal? Is, it, are, is being the lead college football guy that – the pinnacle for you or is the NFL something that you think about or you don't care about doing the NFL? Um, yeah, I mean, it's not a goal. Uh, let me start with that. I, my goal from the start of, of this profession profession was always to be, um, you know, a, a, a lead college football guy for, for a network and, and I've achieved that. And now for me, I think what I, what I would, really love to do and accomplish is really outside of my control or purview, um, which is hopefully, you know, depending on where the contracts go, I would love to call a national championship game. I'd love to call a playoff game. Um, But that's out of my control. Um, I I don't, the NFL for me is, is fine. um, But it's not something that I want to go do. Um, if they have me, you know, go here or there, if they need me to fill in, I'll absolutely do it. But it's not something that I'm looking uh, for from a career path standpoint. Gotcha. Now the, and Fox used you on golf this year, if I'm not mistaken, right? Didn't they have you, uh, that's right. How did that come about? Well, (laughs) okay. So golf is like my, my second love sport wise outside of football. I absolutely love it. I play it all the time. Jimmy. And so when, when Fox got the USGA contract, um, I told him, I was like, listen, I can guarantee you nobody watches more golf in this building than I do. Like, I absolutely love it. So I would love to be involved at any level. Like I'll carry cables. I'll like, you know, be a runner, whatever you need, I'll do it. I'd just love to be there. And so they decided like, Hey, you know what? You've done hosting in the past. Cause if you go back, you know, I hosted the NFL kickoff show when I first moved out to LA and I've got some hosting background. So they were like, why don't you host this digital um, show in the first U S open? We call it the U S open 360. And so I went out and did the digital feed and, and it all went fairly well. That 360 feed went away and it went towards featured groups and holes. So they were like, well, just do play by play for featured groups. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. And it was just digital stuff. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I thought that that was any, that, that, that was all I was ever going to do. And I was totally fine with that. I, I had never pushed for anything on the golf side. And this last year they came to me and, and they proposed like, Hey, we think we'd like to use you as, as the interviewer. And I kind of, <laughs> I chuckled and I was like, um, I'm sorry, come again. And um, they said, yeah, we want you to do the post round interviews. And so I said, yes. And, and this goes back to, I think, something that uh, a guy that was a real mentor of mine at the beginning of my career, he always told me, never say no. Um, you know, that's why your question about the NFL is interesting because, like, I would never say no to it. But he said, never say no. You know, push yourself, do different things, right. become versatile. 
And so while I was a little anxious about it, to be quite honest with you, because I know golf fans, because I'm a golf fan, and they're very specific, and we're very specific about what we want to see, how we want to see it in golf coverage, I was a, a little anxious about it. But I, I dove in and just tried to do the best I could. Um, and I really enjoyed it. It was, it was a phenomenal experience. And um, I, I believe, I don't know if it's public or not, but I'll, I'll be back again and really excited about it to see – um, if I can improve on, on what we did last year. And I was really proud of our broadcast, to be honest with you. I thought last year was Fox's best golf telecast, and I was really honored and proud to be a part of it. I, I would assume, I, it's never safe to assume, but I would assume the golf fans were probably nicer to you than college football fans because college football fans, they always <laughs> think everyone's rooting against their teams, right? Well, let's just say my Twitter feed was not filled with you're such a homer. Why do you hate my team? I mean, that's my favorite. That's all it is. I, I wish I could sit down and, and show people my Twitter um, mentions because it's all it is is people saying that I hate their team, which, by the way, is, is my benchmark. If I leave the booth <laughs> and on social media, there's equal amounts of hate from both teams. I'm like, oh, great. Nailed it. We got it. It right. was a very even broadcast. <laughs> is there a fan base that gives you a harder time than others? Um, I think it depends on the week, to be honest with you. And, and it depends on, on the quote unquote take or the opinion that you have. Right. Um, you know, early in the year, Jimmy, I was, I was hard on Clemson and I think rightly so because everyone was just ranking them number one, but their resume and their play on the field at the time did not su suggest anything near the number one team in the country or the one point when at North Carolina was kind of the culmination right. uh, of that. And and their fan base, I mean, just oh, wait, they were was, incensed wait, that I had that opinion. Like I could, you can't have that opinion. Right. So wait. they were a little harsh. Tennessee fans have been really harsh since I got on them uh, about their whole hiring situation a couple of years ago. But overall, you know, I think it just depends on the week. Was that you who had Clemson at eight that that one week? Was that you? I saw that. Oh, gosh. I don't know oh, if okay. I put them as low as eight. Do you want me did, to check? I don't I know. probably check. Someone did that, and I, you know, I probably would have sent them a nasty tweet, too, so I'm hoping it wasn't you. Oh, let's see. I mean, I would eight love is... You know what, Jimmy? I think we should start a nasty tweet tweet yeah. train. Yeah, I, that would be amazing. I try, I try really hard not to tweet a, a specifically about sports because you just can't win. If, if you tweet about a team or a player – Someone's always going to argue with you, and I don't have the patience to do it. So I give you credit for going on TV and doing it every week because I don't know how you'd be able to – I would not be able to deal with the reaction to that. On October 19th, Jimmy, I had them at six. I mean, that's bad, but it's better than eight, I guess. <laughs> I just, it, 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 no, it depends who you had ahead of them. There was I, – I remember someone, oh. someone had them behind Penn State. And, I mean, Clemson would be Penn State by 30 points if they played, in my opinion. So that's why I, I – thought that was ridiculous but hopefully well on october you. 19th i had penn state fifth and clemson yeah. sixth so maybe it so was this you. Is just yeah gold. so that yeah so that was the bad take i saw yeah that makes sense um <laughs> i won't send you any nasty tweets though um oh wait the week before i did have them at seven. Oh, oh this is getting better by the yeah, moment i'm scrolling through my my twitter to see where i actually had them this is amazing yeah I, I don't blame those tigers fans for you know they should be respectful <laughs> but i don't blame them for the hate to, you know keep the expletives out of it and be uh, nice but uh, let's be honest though one point win at north carolina that was not good i will tell you you gotta i think every team has a game like that where they're just gonna uh, i you mean know, really uh, ohio state's won every game by right. 24 uh, but I don't want to get I, like I said. I don't want to get into it, but I mean, the big. I mean, beating Maryland seventy three fourteen is not you know, was you know Wisconsin thirty eight seven. Not you know. Um, hey, dude, I had to I had to sit through that one in the booth. I'm well aware. Well, you know, it's funny. I was looking through I was looking through your games because obviously we talked about Fox has done well in the ratings with their big noon game, but you have not had a competitive game. I went back and looked. Since week seven, October 12th, Oklahoma, Texas, which ended up 34-27. Since then, the games you've called, 52-14, 38 7 44-10, 73-14. As a broadcaster, how tough are those? You know, Maryland, Ohio State, 73-14, or 
or uh, West Virginia, Oklahoma, 52-14. Are those games really hard to do, or do you like it because it lets you sort of do more opinion stuff and you don't have to analyze every play like it, it's really important? No, I, I hate it. Blowouts are, are the worst. Um, I can't stand it. And and some of those, you know, there, there's there's such different types of blowouts. Obviously, the Maryland one, that was, I mean, that was so painful because with 12 minutes to go in the first quarter, Ohio State scores, and it's so clear. It's like, you know, the yeah. game is, is over. There's no doubt what's about to happen. You are in blowout mode in the very first quarter. It's right. so difficult to do. Meanwhile, like, Ohio State, quote-unquote, blew Wisconsin out, but they didn't blow them out until middle, late third quarter. So you got three quarters of good football. You're analyzing football. And then in the last quarter, you've got a few possessions to kind of say, hey, you know, what's going on big picture? We talked about Chase Young at the time. He's having a monster game, puts him in the Heisman Trophy race. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't mind that, that so much. But just the straight blowout, I got to tell you, it's, it's, it's painful. I hate them. Um I don't want to sit up there and and give spout off a bunch of opinions and everything because, you know, quite frankly, I would much rather call a really good football game. So that's something that while the the strategy has worked from a ratings perspective, my hope is in the future, you know, Gus and I can call more competitive games. Right. Do you you like to especially during competitive games? I get the the feel as a viewer. You you like the X's and O's. You like to really break down. The plays. I mean, that's your job, but I, f- I feel like you get into it pretty deep. Um, do you ever get concerned you can go too hardcore with the X's and O's? Do you give the audience enough credit that they can appreciate what you're showing them and explaining to them? Do you have to balance the X's and O's and not overdo it, or you think go for it and, and this is what you see and you're going to tell us? Yeah, I, that's, that's a great question, and I think it's always a balancing act. Um, I, I don't want to demean the the viewer and talk so down you know that it's almost belittling where they're saying things like come on like i i clearly understand that you know there's more football on television than ever before fans are smarter than ever before so i think that the trend is that you can talk about the x's and o's i think that's what people really love about tony romo to be honest with you and and what i've felt like is is have there been times that I've kind of crossed the line and gotten too technical absolutely are there times that I've been really happy with taking the viewer behind the scenes and unlocking what's going on in the game like a Rubik's Cube yes and I think that's my favorite thing so that's to me that's the balancing act is that my favorite thing to do is to take the viewer to a point where they're seeing things before they happen and and it's not necessarily you're just predicting them is that you're setting the situation the philosophy and and the X's and O's so that they know what they're watching and why they're watching it. Um, I think that the biggest word in in my mind always, Jimmy, when I'm doing a game in particular, if it's close, is why. Why are things happening? I don't think people want me to tell them how it happened. They can see that the right guard went over here and, and the wide receiver caught the pass and all that stuff. But why is it working? Why is it, why are the coaches calling these plays? Why are they operating with this tempo? So on and so forth. And and I think if you can articulately and clearly explain why uh, things are going on on the football field, I think that the viewer really responds to that. Right. Um, but you're absolutely right. Like it, it's a fine line and it's a balancing act. And every single week, at least the weeks that we have a competitive game. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of a tightrope, uh, that you're trying to walk and, but that's, you're exactly right. That's a hundred percent. My favorite thing to do is try to unlock the game for the viewer so that the viewer is smarter, more informed and more into exactly what's going on on the field. Do, do you feel competitive at all with the other, with Gary Danielson, Kirk Herbstreet, the other top analysts across the, uh, TV landscape? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, that's part of my nature, right? Like um, I've been a, com- a competitor my entire life. Uh, it doesn't stop now. I watch others. I, I steal from them. Um, and, and then I try to be better than they are. You know, I mean, that's, and to be honest with you, I, I, I hope that they do the same with me. Um, that would be, to me, that would be the greatest compliment that they could give me is if they're competitive right. with, with me. So um yeah, I mean, there's there's no doubt. And I think that we would not be serving our viewers, each of us out there, 
um, if we weren't trying to be the best, you know, and if we were just going out there and throwing it out there, uh, I don't think that that serves anybody. So whether it's, you know, watching Troy on our broadcast on the NFL, or if it's watching what Kirk does, who's so good and really kind of the standard bearer of our sport, or Gary on CBS, I think Todd Blackledge does an amazing job. I watched Brock Heward on our broadcast. And, and all of these guys, you know, will do things and say things, and, and I'll write them down and I'll keep them in the, you know, my back pocket just because they'll see something a little differently than I do. So long answer to say yes. Right. You know, I feel competitive with them and I hope that they feel competitive with me. I'm not going to ask you for the name or names if it's plural, but are there guys, though, or is there a guy where you'll watch it and be like, this guy's an idiot. He's the worst analyst I've ever heard in my life. He has no business being on TV. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a fan. Absolutely. More than one or Um, just one? Um, Let's just say there's a lot of broadcast out there. (laughs) Yeah, there's more football on TV than ever before. Right. And so um, there's absolutely games that I mute, you know. And so (laughs) people tell me they mute my games sometimes. So I want to say, like, hey, I hear you. (laughs) I would love to know who you mute. Oh, God, that's going to haunt me now tonight. (laughs) That ain't happening. Yeah, no, no, I don't blame you. I wouldn't wouldn't do that to you. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Um, this is your fifth season calling the games with Gus Johnson for Fox. When you got the assignment and Fox made you the lead analyst and they paired you with Gus, now, did you know, were you aware that he was this cult internet figure? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I kind of grew up listening to Gus. And I know that's going to piss him off because he's, <laughs> he always thinks of himself as a young man. Right. And I try to tell him, I'm like, hey, bro, you're 50. Um, but he's going to be so mad. But He looks good yeah, for his age. I know that's exactly. Sure. What's that? He looks good for his age, though, that's for sure. He looks yeah. great, man. Yep. And he has is, he is not lost a beat on his fastball in any sense. He is. Here's the thing about Gus. Um, I absolutely knew you know, the cult following that he has. Here's what I didn't understand until I sat in the booth with him and, and, and operated with him. You know, when you put the head, headset on with somebody and that re- that red light comes on, you understand real quick how talented they are right. um, in any sense, whether it's a studio show, a game, it, any of those things. But, you know, it, there's there's no hiding when, when you're sitting there and, and you're a team and it's like, okay, this is our broadcast. How are we establishing rhythm? Does he know what he's talking about? Do I know what I'm talking about? Are we cohesive? Like all of these things. I, I honestly believe because his calls are so amazing and, and have gotten so much, you know, run in terms of his excitement and um, the vernacular that he uses, all the, I mean, they're amazing calls. Yeah. Here's what people don't understand about Gus. He is ridiculously talented at just calling the game right. normal. And and his timing, his sense for moments, his sense for silence. That's I, like, 
he'll never get the credit he deserves in that because of, of you know, the over-the-top stuff that he, that he does. But those are such rare occasions. Everyone's like, oh, man, is it, is it hard being in the booth with Gus with how excited he gets? And I'm like, guys, you don't understand. He only goes to 10 when 10 is deserved. Right. That's the beauty about Gus. There are other guys out there that try to go to 10 on every play. Yep. And it's awful. It really is. Like, it's terrible. He only goes to 10 when it's deserved. And it is a beautiful thing. And I'm, I've, I've always said, and I tell them, you know, every week, I'm like, people have no idea how good you are. They love him, and yet they have no idea how good he is well, technically he, at, at his craft. I will say that may be true, but he is one of the few guys who's beloved on Twitter, which is not easy because you could probably count on one hand those people. But uh, he does have, you know, that following. I'm okay. He he was on this podcast a year ago, and I had asked him what is the most difficult thing about calling a college football game, and he had said to me, "It's just the, matching up the names and the numbers because there's so many players on a roster." Now you're not doing the play by play; you're doing the color, so you may not have to be on top of it as much as the play by play guy who's calling the play. Bang bang. What would be the most difficult thing for you calling a game each week? Um. I, I think that what what stresses me out more about college football than anything else is that um, the fans that you're going to be talking to have a deep, intimate knowledge of their team, and you can you, there's no faking it in college football. You got to know these teams, especially from my seat, right? I understand from his right. seat the numbers and everything like that. That's not really what bothers me because I just. Basically, I just parrot whatever he says as far as who makes the tackle. And if it's different, you know, I've got more time than he does, and I've got my board in front of me. But for me, it's, it's knowing and understanding the backstory. You know, so for, exam- for example, it's, it's knowing the K.J. Hamler, Sean Clifford relationship intimately. They're the wide receiver quarterback for Penn State this week because the fan base knows it intimately. Right. You know, and – and and you got to under you got to know and understand why you know they're tied in Pat Fryermuth you know like they feel slighted that he wasn't a Mackey Award semifinalist well why you got to know the backstory of of Dan Chasina the wide receiver that no college football fan knows but the Penn State fans know him and they know his story so you've got to know his story so that's what I think is most difficult is you got to deep dive on these teams because. Each team's fan base knows their team so intimately. And I think that's a big difference in the NFL, where I do believe that the NFL is a little bit more surface level. There's not as many players, and everyone kind of knows the stories of these players anyways. You're going to get one possession game, so it's more about the football, whereas in, in our sport, you know, that human element um, and, and the intimacy with which the fans are attached to their teams, I think make it – uh, more difficult to broadcast, and, and that's what I think is the most difficult and yet most special part. Yeah, I, I, it's interesting. I didn't think of it with the NFL. We we sort of know all the stories, and in college you don't. So that's a it's a um, excellent point there. Um, when I had Gus on, now he told me publicly in the podcast, but I don't know. I have a feeling he he doesn't really feel this way. But he told me he doesn't he doesn't love the the phrase Gusgasm, which everyone on Twitter likes to tweet when he goes crazy during a call. Um, when you see that happening and he, and he's given you one of his classic vintage Gus calls, uh, is that get your adrenaline going? Do you have to stay calm? Cause then you realize you have to analyze the play after he's done losing his mind and calling it. Uh, does that, or do you just get into the moment with him as well? Um, I will tell you, I've listened back to several of his calls and then I've listened to my voice <laughs> after his calls. And I can tell you that while I'm trying to stay as calm as I can, I'm clearly affected. <laughs> right? How can you not be? Like yeah. he takes me to another level as well. And I think that's why people love him online is that he takes them to another level. Um, but I, I will say my main objective when he does that is to shut up. Right. Right. Like there's nothing I'm going to add that's going to make that a better moment. So I'm going to wait two, three, four replays, let it breathe. Let the, you know, let our director, Rich Dewey have his moment to cut around and, and catch the, 
the beauty and pageantry of, and excitement of that play and the band and the players and the emotion. And then we'll get to a replay eventually. You know, I don't have to jump in there. And in t- at times, in particular on the touchdown, there have been times, Jimmy, where I don't say an audible word mm-hmm. until we go to break. Right. Um, and, and I think that's, <laughs> to be honest, that's some of my best work is, <laughs> is knowing the moment enough to shut up. Right. And just like let his moment be his moment. It's a very key part of being an analyst for sure. Um, couple of, couple of things before we wrap. You, you're going to be doing the XFL uh, in February, starting in February when that launches with with uh, Kurt Menefee on Play by Play, who uh, everyone loves. Kurt Menefee, and it'll be now. You're going from now. Kurt seems like a very um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, even keeled guy. So you go from Gus more conversational, yeah, Gus with the screaming and the yelling, which we love, and then you have Kurt seems more even keeled. Is that an adjustment for you when you end up doing those games? I'm sure it will be. Um, I think that what young broadcasters don't understand is that your rhythm is not just your rhythm in a booth. Um, I think that every booth is is like uh, a double Dutch. Mm -hmm. You know, you go back to the old schoolyard and you got two ropes going and, and you got to understand the rhythm of your partner in order to know when you're going to jump in there and get in the double dutch and when you need to get out so that he right. can get in. Um, I think it's probably the the one thing that people in our industry struggle with most, actually, Jimmy, is understanding their own rhythm in the context of the booth. So that's what I'm most anxious about. That's what I'm most nervous about is that I've never worked with Kurt in a booth. And, you know, for the first um, game or two, that's all I'll be focused on is the rhythm of the broadcast much, much more so than the information that we give, because I think that the rhythm is what you hear at home. And I think that's what makes the sound of a good booth is the rhythm of the booth. Um, so, um, I hope that we can establish that after five years, I feel very comfortable with Gus's rhythm. So, like I said, I'm a little anxious to, to get in there and to see how it feels and, and what the rhythm is going to feel like with Kurt. How, how did this gig come about? Did you ask Fox to do the XFL? Or did Fox want you to do the XFL to sort of, I know they're, after the first go around with the XFL, which, you know, Vince had wrestling announcers calling games, and then obviously the AFL ended up, or what was it, AAFL or whatever the league was that was a huge debacle last year. Um, obviously the XFL is going to air on Fox and ESPN and, um, that gives them sort of instant credibility there. Yeah. Um, but how did this gig come about for you? Um, I think mutual is, is the way that I would, I would say it. Um, I was obviously interested um, in a game, in a, in a league like the XFL and to be involved at the ground level of something that I really do think could work in particular, because of what you said, the support from the two main networks where everyone knows where to find us and when to find us. Um, and then I, I feel like they wanted to, you know, put some established people in the booth and, and make sure that it wasn't just kind of a, how do I want to say it, like a, a non-important league, you know. So this is important to Fox. It's important to me. And it's important because we feel like this league has staying, staying power. And I think that's why it was uh, kind of a, a mutual agreement. Is, you know, I guess the analogy was like we kind of like we locked eyes in the bar and we just knew. <laughs> Have you ever have you had any meetings or interactions with Vince McMahon yet? I have not. No. Um, I know that in December we're scheduled to have um, our first kind of, uh, I guess you could call it like a little sit down or seminar. I'm not sure exactly who all the representatives will be right. from the XFL at that meeting, but I have because of our relationship with WWE on SmackDown right. um, on Friday nights, I've actually been around quite a few of the superstars, the Miz, Charlotte Flair, and Stephanie McMahon, who came out to do some of our road sales road shows that I was a part of. So I got to meet them and talk with Stephanie about how excited we were about the XFL. But um, yeah, I haven't, haven't, uh, it's been a busy fall, so I haven't had a chance to meet Vince. I would love to, yeah. obviously. Yeah, <laughs> quite a character. The Miz is a character too. If 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 uh, I'm sure he entertained you. We had a great time. In fact, we played golf together at oh, Pebble okay. Beach before the U.S. Open, and 
Miz, you know, he was talking a lot of trash before the round. <laughs> and at, at the end, you know, they were like, we did an interview together and they were like, well, how was it? And I, and I said like, well, I didn't see him much cause I was walking in the fairway and he, he just melted. He was like, <laughs> Oh, you crushed me. Yeah. So that was funny. Uh, speaking of golf, I want to end it on this note. I, um, like any good host, of course, I check your Wikipedia page before we do an interview so I can find out some nuggets. And did you know that on your Wikipedia page, it lists Joel Klatt's hobbies as golf, learning the guitar, and Dr. Pepper. <laughs> those three That's things. Great. Those three oh, things I, in that order. I had order. no idea. Is the picture still of Gary Barnett giving me an attaboy? I don't know. I didn't look at the picture, but I was fixated on the fact that your third hobby listed was doc not drinking Dr. Pepper, not consuming. It was just Dr. Pepper. That's right. It's the official drink of Fansville. I'm not sure if you knew that. I don't even know what Fansville is. Should I know that? <laughs> All of my digital content is sponsored by oh, uh, Dr. Pepper. So every time that I'm doing a video, I'm always like, hey, you know, this is brought to you by Dr. Pepper. And, oh, so and that's... someone put that on there. That's, okay. that's hilarious. So it's not that you drink like four Dr. Peppers a day. I guess you don't want to say uh, that. I don't. I think it's okay. delicious, but right, I, I right. don't consume it in that uh, quantity. Okay. So it's because they're a sponsor of your. Okay. I thought you had this, you know, you know, here in New York, I don't know how aware of it you are but like here in new york one of the big new york things is that mike francesa is addicted to diet coke and it's a big thing where he drinks all these diet cokes all day so i thought maybe you had that dr pepper thing going i know okay. I, w I wish i had something that was cool like that i think mm -hmm. someone just put that up there because of uh, <laughs> i'm always saying that it's brought to you by dr pepper that's, that's pretty funny. great that is pretty great i love that that i think that's way better that that's the reason than the fact that you drink it all day long so um, right. Keep, right. You should check your wiki every now and then. Just make sure, you know, God only knows what people can put oh, on Oh, I got to tell you, I love it. Check yeah. the picture. I will Go check, check the picture. The picture. Yeah. I've, I haven't changed it. One of my teammates uh, did that, uh, who is a linebacker named Sean Tuss, and uh, I've never changed it. <laughs> I will check that out for sure. Like I said, once I saw your hobby was Dr. Pepper, I was like, I think we got something here, so... But that, that's pretty funny. That's, that's incredible. Oh, well, I appreciate you coming on and uh, enjoy uh, Penn State, Ohio State Saturday. Hopefully you get a competitive game. And uh, we'll be listening to you and Gus the rest of the season on Fox, usually at noon. But sometimes you get those. Uh... Have you done a 4 o'clock? I know you've done 8 o'clock. Have you had a 4 o'clock? You've had a 4 o'clock this year, right? No, I no? don't think okay. we have. We've done noon every week except for the one Pac-12 game right. that we did. Um, but... Um, yeah, we did. Uh, let's see. We'll do uh, noon the next two weeks, and then it will be um, prime time for the Big Ten championship game. Right. All right. Well, enjoy it, and thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Nice talking to you. Absolutely, bud. Have thanks. a good one. Take care. This episode of the SI Media Podcast is sponsored by Musician. Did you know that as many as 7 out of 10 adults wish they played a musical instrument? Unfortunately, many never do because they think it's either too late for them to start, too expensive, or feel they don't have the time. Musician is an online music education platform rethinking the way people learn music. It's the fun, easy, and affordable way to learn guitar, piano, bass, ukulele, or even just singing. Just download the app to your desktop, tablet, or phone and start playing. Musician's award-winning technology can actually listen to you play and then gives you real-time feedback on timing and accuracy. No need for chords or special equipment. With Musician, you'll learn to play your favorite songs faster than ever and have fun doing it. Musician is perfect whether you're just starting out or have been playing for years. You can enjoy thousands of popular songs, expertly crafted lessons and exercises across dozens of genres. You'll even learn music theory, sheet reading, and tablature. And compared to private lessons, Musician is more affordable and lets you learn on your own schedule. Musician is designed to be fun and addictive, almost like guitar hero rock band, but with real instruments. Musician gives you 24-7 access to step-by-step -step video tutorials from world-class educators. You'll get bite-sized lessons, easy-to-follow instructions, and exercises tailored to your own goals. I gave Musician a quick try. I've always wanted to uh, learn how to play the guitar, and it's so easy to use. I don't know what I'm doing yet, but I've picked up a couple of things all because Musician and because of how easy it is to use, you will, uh, if you stick with it, 
you will become an expert in no time. So if you've been wanting to learn an instrument or simply want some help getting back to playing, check out Musician. You can get an extended 14-day free trial of their Premium Plus package at musician.com slash play. That's unlimited lessons and unlimited songs on as many instruments as you want for two whole weeks. Just go to musician.com slash play to start your free trial today. That's Y-O-U-S-I-C-I-A-N dot com slash play. All right, my thanks to Joel Klatt from Fox Sports for coming on the podcast this week. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, if you're not a subscriber, it helps immensely if you do, and then you get the podcast delivered every week to your listening device. And uh, if you're ever on iTunes and you could hit us up with a rate and review, that helps tremendously as well. And uh, that wraps up this edition of the SI Media Podcast. We'll see you next week. Take care. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.